The Angel Feast Magic Hour. The Angel Feast Magic Hour. Well, hello there. Hey, besties. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour. I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer. And welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome to your favorite podcast for all things mystical, magical, and more. And if you are a return listener, hey, I miss you. <laughs> What's up? It's nice to see you. So you guys, I'm really excited. Today is January 4th. It's 2020 motherfucking three, bitch. We are back in the saddle again. And yeah, I'm really excited. Today we're going to be doing a solo episode. So I wanted to talk a little bit about our intentions for the new year, a little bit about predictions for the new year. And um, I think we're going to do like a collective reading today. So it's just going to be me and you, Bessie Chill Vibes. I'm in the car. It's raining. I have my giant iced coffee. So do what you need to do to get comfy and cozy. My favorite thing to do when I listen to podcasts is go on a walk. So get yourself situated. If you're watching, maybe you can do some organizing. You can do some stuff in your house while you're listening, while you're watching, or you can just give me your undivided attention. Get your notebooks out, baby. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Welcome back to the podcast. If you guys don't know me again, I'm Grace Lannon. So 2023 we are in it we are in a new year which is so crazy last year went by really slow and fast and for me it was a really transformative year for my mind and my structure my inner structure so last year I was really working on consistency and building up a schedule and a structure and I think I did a pretty damn good job about that. So we're going to be talking a little bit about my habits and some of the stuff that I've been working on the last year. But I'm very much proud of myself. Um, and this year, one of my focuses is really going to be focusing on not only the business, but specifically finances around the business and being able to, yeah, um, invest some of my profits into some things that can expand the business so I want to be able to do some things in the future like retreats and um more long-term events that's like my dream is to be able to do some workshops do some traveling and be able to host different classes in different locations that's like the long-term goal for, for Angel Face so this year I really want to start beginning to save We'll pay off some debts. That'd be nice. But also, like, in terms of business expenses, start saving some money to put towards some of my big ideas of having retreats and things like that. Um, I'm hosting a private retreat sometime this year for my mom and her friends. So that's going to be really fun. It was a Christmas gift from me. So we're going to do a private retreat at my mom's house for her and three of her friends. We're going to be doing facials for everyone, card readings, and I'm going to be doing like a sound bath for them. Um, but I thought it would be like not only an amazing gift, 
but also a really cool experience for me. And, um, you know, a couple years ago in 2020, I had planned a retreat or I was about to plan a retreat and then the pandemic and all that stuff happened. So that got kind of, um, pushed to the back burner, but that's like one of my big dreams for long-term goals for Angel Face and, and, something that I really hope for this year is to get some opportunities to teach some more classes for other people and be invited to do maybe do a retreat maybe attend and be a guest teacher guest lecturer maybe do some hands-on treatments um so if you guys are looking to collaborate hit my line but um so I like to set intentions for every year and the way I've been doing this, maybe the last five or six years, I've been picking a word to connect with as like my theme and my intention for the year. So, so for last year, the word was visibility. And that was like a large focus of my year, not only to be seen by others in my true, authentic, honest self as a medium, as an artist, as a healer, as a certified silly goose, like just being able to be me and be seen in that, but also growing my platform and being able to be seen by a larger audience. And that's why I've been <coughs> on the, excuse me, on like the TikTok train because that has been really, um, a healing thing for me and you know I only have I have less than 2,000 subs on or uh what is it called on TikTok followers on TikTok it's not like I have a thousand million followers on TikTok but it's been a really healing experience for me and I know some of you guys can probably relate to this but it's almost like being seen within that platform has helped me feel more comfortable and safe to be seen within other platforms so TikTok feels like the wild west to me. It feels like anything could happen and anything is possible. I'm scrolling, I'm seeing videos that are profound healing um, information for me. I'm scrolling and I'm laughing about dogs and silly content. And then I'm seeing videos about how I'm maybe I have ADHD, now I'm diagnosed. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm seeing all sorts of videos on there. But um, it's beautiful because it's really, curated for me so I'm scrolling and I'm getting stuff that's like for me for me like this is hilarious this is exactly like me and I could really relate to it so I know that my content being pushed out in that algorithm is hopefully doing that same thing where people see it and they're like this girl gets me or this girl sees me or this girl feels me and or I have some good educational content for you around mediumship and psychic work but um the reason it's been so healing for me is because it gets pushed out to these people that actually really care. Like they're going to comment, they're going to respond, they're and they're going to genuinely have more questions. And then some of you guys have followed me over to YouTube, so that's really cool and that's another goal of mine for next year or this year now as it's 2023 is to really work on building up the YouTube and the podcast and growing and growing and growing all that. But um, what I was going to say is the reason that it feels so much more comfortable is it's because people engage and people really care. And I feel like in the past, using platforms like Instagram and um, Facebook, which like I haven't been really using Facebook for years, but it's people you already know. And I feel like 
you know, obviously I have some good friends that support me and I appreciate you guys so much. And like you've booked sessions with me and I'm so grateful. But I also feel like there's this weird element to it where people that know you in real life are afraid or something to support you. And I always see this meme going around about like, you know, people will buy the latest Fenty drop, like they're going to buy the latest, coolest um, thing dropped by, I don't know, the only person I can think of is Trisha's Paytas, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like celebrities, I don't know why she was the example I thought of. But, like, people will go, you know, drop $200 on the new cool thing from your favorite celebrity. But for some reason, people that you know in real life, like, you're not going to pay for their shit. You're going to ask for free stuff. You're going to ask for discounts. You're going to ask for this and that. And maybe you're not even going to ask at all. Maybe you're just going to scroll and buy and ignore and not support. And it's like, I'd rather these people just don't follow me then fake support me. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of pe people have that kind of feeling of Instagram just feels like old coworkers and random people that you met at the bar one time, like 10 years ago. And then like people that are kind of like suspicious of you. <laughs> and um, it's like lurkers, people just be lurking. And I feel like TikTok is people are engaging. So I feel like it has been a really healing experience for me to get on there and see oh people do really care so that was kind of part of my whole visibility intention for 2022 is to be seen by more people um both like literally on the street like going out to places and just being more out like sitting at a coffee shop to do work um going on my walks every single day um I'm not like going out to bars or anything but being seen in public that was like a big thing for me um and then working also on my psychic sight so my my psychic vision um that was all part of the visibility intention for the year so being able to see more in the unseen realms seeing what is invisible for it to become visible to me and that was also kind of like, I guess like things about me that I don't necessarily like <laughs> being able to see those things about myself and change them or learn how to change them or work on changing them. Like it was all about shining a light on what is invisible and how it is now visible to me. Like maybe I was behaving a certain way and that's not the way that I truly feel. Um, and also being able to see how other people perceive me. That has been um, quite interesting. And especially within my family. And like I live with my sibling. And they're always like, why are you mad at me? Why are you this? Why are you this? Why are you that? And um, that's their own trip. Where they're just dealing with their own emotions. But it really pushed on me to think am I a fucking bitch? <laughs> Do people perceive me as a fucking bitch? Do people perceive me as this or that? And my whole life I've gotten like, you're super intimidating. Like, remember how I'm a certified silly goose, you guys? 
but apparently I have like a resting bitch face, you know? So people always think I'm being mad when I'm being passionate. And that's like, especially with my family, anytime like my voice is above a certain level, like of loudness, it's perceived as anger or confrontational when it's really like, this is just how I'm fucking talking. So that was kind of part of my visibility year to be able to see how other people perceive me. And some of it I don't want to see. Like, I don't necessarily need to know that, like, some person thinks I'm a fucking psychopath. <laughs> I don't need to know that. But I think within, like, family and everyday people in my life, like, it has been helpful to, to see how people perceive me. Um... So that was kind of part of the visibility year. So going into next year, we have another intention. But just quick about like the internet stuff, um, doing the TikTok, doing the podcast, doing YouTube, like all these things, even though I'm not an influencer, has been extremely helpful for me to see my authentic self. For me to speak into the videos, and I've talked about this on, on here before on the podcast, like how doing the podcast is a healing experience in itself for me to be able to have people listen to me and not tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um, yeah, like being able to record and then watch back and see myself has been really really profound and healing for me so that was kind of like all part of the visibility year being able to be seen more being able to be um understood more and being able to understand the parts of myself that lay dormant or invisible to me that was a weird there's like a crazy bird or something <laughs> i thought that was someone screaming <laughs> anyway so next year are going into or this why do I keep saying next year it's 2023 already we're already on January 4th um we're going into a new intention so I like to set a word for every year so last year was visibility I've had other years where it was a devotion year I did a year that was truth um a year that was trust the year that was trust was when I opened up to my mediumship and it was like so profound um so I really like to use that word as an intention throughout the year because it helps me anchor and see how far I've come in a year's time because I don't think like new year's is necessarily like a fresh start and like you have to like set your intentions or else you're gonna have a horrible year like time doesn't exactly exist <laughs> so any opportunity for a shift is an opportunity for a shift you don't have to wait for January 1st to make a resolution and um you know more in the terms of like the witch's new year like that's usually in spring like spring equinox or like fall equinox those are like good times to set intentions um and release things but any day could be a portal. Any moment could be a portal. So we could create change for ourselves in any day. But I do like to do this thing where I create the word of the year because, again, it acts like an anchor so that I can kind of reflect upon how much has changed or how much I have leaned into that intention or have how much have I resisted the intention. So, now that being said... 
my next year's intention. I 2023 is feeling real juicy, you guys. So I just couldn't pick one. I just could not pick one word. So I picked two. And I posted this on my Instagram. So maybe one person saw this Instagram. Doesn't like me, but that's okay. Because that's why we're on TikTok. That's why we're healing. Because it's not you. It's the algorithm. <laughs> but anyway. So. And then it is the lurkers, like I just mentioned. It's just the inevitability of the type of platform it is. Um, and that's why I love TikTok. And that's why I love YouTube and the podcast. Because I can be my real authentic self. And people like it instead of just turn away. And it's like, just don't follow me, babes, if you don't like me. I don't mind. You don't need to be here. But, um... All that being said, and I just go on that little rant about, like, the internet because I want people to see, like, it's not just you that feels unseen um, in terms of posting on social media. It's not just you. It's the dynamics and it's the energy. So if you're not on TikTok, I suggest getting on TikTok because it's been a major confidence boost for me. Um just to see that people actually care what I have to say. So, yeah. So, going into the next year, I picked two words. So, my words of the year are going to be invitation and embodiment. So, something that I want for this next year is to be invited to things. I want to be asked to do things. It, in human design, I'm a projector. And they talk about how... That is all about waiting for an invitation for people to ask you to do things. And I think sometimes that can get, you can trip up in your mind about this. Like, mm, no one's asking me to do anything, so I'm just going to stay inside all day. It's not, it's, it's more complicated than that. But, um, um, <coughs> but so, anyway, pulling the thoughts back into my brain. But, um, I... I'm a projector so the ask of me is to wait for the invitation but that's something that I really want to focus on is to be invited to things and my other intention is embodiment so last year like I said visibility was my intention just to put myself out there just to be seen just to explore just to work on my psychic sight and this year is really all about taking all that I've known and like bringing it into the body projecting it outward and then someone could say "Ooh, what's that shiny little light over there i want to take that shiny little light home with me that's the vibe that i'm projecting out into the universe for 2023 which is also a seven year you guys so in numerology we're going into a seven year we were just in a six year a seven year is there's many different aspects to it but just to keep it brief um, seven year is about like self-exploration and especially when it comes to like spirituality and soul work, like being able to understand yourself beyond just your human existence. Seven is endless possibility also. Um, but seven is also about like understanding your relationships and your dynamics and relationships doesn't only have to be romantic relationships, your coworkers, your life, your family, your people you follow on social media like what are the relationships that you're engaging in 
um, and kind of where do you feel like you're giving away too much of yourself? Like seven is endless possibility, but it's also endless giving, which is beautiful. But sometimes we're giving way too fucking much and then we lose sight of ourselves. So if we're in the positive aspect of seven, we are in the endless possibility of exploration of self. And then if we're in the negative aspect of seven, we are in the endless giving to others where we don't, it's not a reciprocity kind of giving. You're not receiving back what you deserve. You're just doing things for other people because you feel like maybe they can't do them for themselves and you feel like you have to take control of everything. Those are kind of some of the negative aspects of seven. So that's kind of what we'll be looking out for, like our dynamics within relationships, but also who are we when we are able to explore beyond just the human self, but then also seeing how that multi-dimensional version of you is able to integrate into society so we're not leaving we're not going anywhere we're not hanging out on the mountain we're not going to a temple for the whole year we are going to get that information we're going to talk to god we're going to connect with spirit we're going to connect with our intuition but at the same time we're going to bring that information down and communicate it to others and that doesn't have to literally be like a reading like here's the psychic stuff I got in my meditation and let me tell you about it it's like having the open heart compassion where the feelings the love that you received within your spiritual practice you're able to live and walk within that in your life so for me that's going to come through the embodiment part of my intention so I thought it was kind of perfect um when I reflected upon the words I finally chose um given that we're going into a seven year now all of us have individual um numerologies as well so for me i'm a i'm personal six year collective seven year so you can find out what your personal year is versus the collective year and then um kind of go from there to see how maybe the year is going to pan out for you and if you're an astrology girly or whatever you know your whatever you're maybe you're into human design you could kind of um take some of the information about what you know is going to be happening this year and apply that to your intentions but if you want to look at your numerology for the year like you just take your birth so for me for example i'm june so that's six and then my birthday is 20 so you would take your birth month plus the day so six plus 20 but it really it's just six plus two because two plus zero is two so if you were born on the 22nd your a day would be four so anything above <clears throat> 10 you're going to break down to numbers one through nine so then you will add that to the year so I was born in 1990, so if I added the year, my year, that would be my personal life. I think it's the life path. I'm not positive, but my personal numerology number. So I'm a triple nine. <laughs> I got an amazing reading, so I um, kind of learned some stuff that is a little bit beyond basic, but I am a nine. But 
what am I this year? So you're going to take, instead of 1990, the year I'm born, you're going to take 2023. So I have six plus 20. So six plus two. I'm really bad at math. So this is going to take me a second, you guys. So six plus two, that's eight, right? So plus 2023. So I'm doing them in the air because that's literally how I have to add them in my mind. So what is 2023 equal in a number one through nine? So we have two plus zero. So that's two plus 23. So two plus three is five plus two. So two plus five is seven, aka why we're in a seven year collectively. So I add the collective seven year from 2023 to my birth month and day. So 626 plus 2 is 8 plus 5. What is that? Is that 14? Let's double check you guys. <laughs> I'm literally so bad at math. Okay. So 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh, I was close. Oh, I was close. Ooh, I was close. So I got 13, which means one plus three equals four. So I'm in a, I'm in a personal four year. Wait, is that right, you guys? I really thought I was in a collective. Oh, okay. So every year it goes in a row, but maybe I'm like, am I backwards? I'm literally looking for a pen right now you guys just so I don't like tell you the wrong thing but um <laughs> this is embarrassing I don't have a pen this is so embarrassing you guys okay hold on okay extra embarrassing it is I'm in a six year <laughs> it's seven plus eight is 15 15 so one plus five is six so yes, I'm in a six year. So that's embarrassing. And I'm sure that like some math person listening that was just having an aneurysm. So I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so our year is different than the collective year. So you can kind of look how that reflects on you. So for me, I was just in five. Now I'm in six. But collectively, we are in seven. So seven, again, is the collective year. So that's what we can really top, tap into that endless possibility. But then I, in my perspective, I kind of view like our personal year as maybe some of the, um, like the setbacks and some of the things that are gonna be um, things that we will be working through throughout the year. So you can look up your personal numerology and do the math and um hopefully it won't be as much of a struggle for you guys but yeah i'm all about invitation and embodiment so my intentions for the year is to really bring all the stuff that i learned last year and bring it into my body and um last year i was really focusing on habits and building up habits for myself and i feel like i have done an amazing job but now it is, yeah, embodying and integrating all the information that I have learned. And then the invitation aspect to it is I'm, I'm just wanting to be asked. I want people to ask me about, yeah, projects, 
but also in my personal life too, like being invited to things. And that's not necessarily only like, oh, invite me to your party. <laughs> but like, if you think I would be the perfect person to do something, like asking me to do it. And that's like the kind of the energy that I'm calling in. There's a book um, that's called The Year of Yes. And I started it years ago and I never finished it. But I think I'm going to read it again. But it's really kind of like that concept of if people ask you, saying yes. And um, in the beginning of the book, she was kind of talking about, and this is like a memoir kind of book. So it's, I don't know if it's a memoir. I I should ask my sibling like to define the different kinds of books for me because they're an English teacher, but um, it's uh, it's not a fiction book. It's a, it's a nonfiction book about her life, whatever that kind of book is. But in the beginning of the book, she's talking about how, how she has all this success and all this amazing shit in her life, but she doesn't feel like she has adventure and joy and like isn't living her life. And she talks how she wants to have like this, you know, like eat, pray, live under the Tuscan sun, like renaissance for her life. Um, and that's something I really identified with. Like I want a life worth living. And I think my life's pretty fucking awesome. But I also know that um, the fact that I am my own best research project and I'm always just doing these like little deep dives within to my soul, like the, all that I think is really valuable. And and it is important because I come out of the cave and then I share the information and, and, and I know it can be healing for people. But it also takes me away from society. And, you know, I kind of took myself out of society when I <clears throat> got sober and stuff. Um, and then the pandemic happened a couple years after that. So I, I, I feel like I kind of took myself out of society around 2016. And then I went back to beauty school and I did all these other life things. And, you know, so much happened. I became a medium. Like my whole life changed like upside down. But also, like, not that different from the way I've always been. Because I've always been this fucking weird person. Um, but I feel like the work I do, I live in two worlds. I live in the spirit world and I live in the human world. And I am two consciousnesses in my body. I am the spirit and I am the human grace. And that is, I would say, disorienting for for some people. But for me, it's been really beautiful to experience it. And I am so grateful to, to be this version of me in this lifetime where I can live in the spirit world and live here. Like I can tap into God's source, loved ones, ancestors. I can see them. I can feel them. I can know them. I can talk to them. But then I also am Hugh. Hugh, I am here and I'm living and I'm fucking watching TV and going to the bathroom, taking a shower and just like everyone else. Um, but I really want to be in the world again, um, the human world, but I want it to be in a way that is not dismissing the, the spirit world too. I feel like the world I lived in before was kind of like partying and like everything sucks and like we hate society and like, yeah, society fucking does suck. And like, there's a lot of like real ass, like 
bad stuff about America, especially. But I feel like the world that I want to live in is people that feel happy to be existing. And that's really difficult, I think, to find. And not everything is happy all the time. Like, we don't need to be happy all the time. That's not healthy. Um, we need to experience our emotions. But I want to be invited into kind of these realms where people respect what I do. And um, be invited to expand my circle of friends into more spiritual people. And I have a handful of people in my life that I love, love, love dearly that, you know, are very psychic and weird and um, mediums and things like that. And I've and I have made a lot of friends through hosting the podcast. Um, but, you know, those are friends that live in different places so it's not like you get to see each other all the time but um yeah I want people to invite me to things so that I can start expanding my life like I want my life to be a life worth living and I think it already is but I want it to feel more I don't know expanded like, I'll see, I don't know, I think it's also, like, being open and honestly, truly myself and finding people that like me that way and not feel like I have to be someone else. And also feeling like I can just be silly and be myself and not have to be medium grace all the time. Like, I don't want to always be tapped in like I want to be in reality sometimes um but I don't want it to be such a separation I want it to be fluid and that's kind of my intention for 2023 is the embodiment like taking all that spiritual energy and bringing it into the body and bringing it into reality and seeing real changes in my life and for my business expanding more and being more embodied in angel face and the work that I do um, but also being invited, yeah, to come off the mountain and share what I have to say. So kind of, kind of, um, I just want the feeling of guest of honor. That's the feeling that I want for 2023. Guest of honor, like, everyone's excited to see me. But that doesn't create fear for me, because I feel like, that's also the problem is when I am seen, I feel like I have to shrink myself sometimes. And that's kind of what all last year, 2022 was about is breaking that idea that if I'm seen, I have to, I have to hide then like we found you and then I'm hiding again. So I want to feel the joy of the spotlight like have the spotlight feel like warm and peaceful and not like shame it's almost like that feeling of carry you know you guys like once you get 
Carrie as in the book slash movie when she like gets asked to she is the prom queen or whatever but really they hate her and um she's get she's you know put on stage and they're honoring her and all of a sudden they pour pig's blood all over her fucking head and then she goes evil and you know the whole thing it's a good it's a good one you guys um if you're into horror and stuff and if you've never seen it but um that's kind of the feeling that I felt like would happen to me like if I were to ever be acknowledged or seen or accolades it would be it'd be pig's blood it'd be pig's blood like it wouldn't be legit and I know that also has to do with like shame and fear of rejection which I was talking about in the last episode um and fun fact also did you well I don't know if this is a fun fact but did you guys also know that Carrie in the book Stephen King book was a fat bitch just like me but in the movie they made her skinny and it made me a lot um it made a lot more sense to me the book as her being fat um just because so many people have problems with fat people <laughs> and there's one scene that will haunt me forever that reading that book but there's one scene where she gets her period and her mom's a fucking bitch her mom is a bitch but her mom's also like extremely um conservative religious and like um thinks our bodies are like evil and all that and that menstruation is like um dirty so she never finds out about her period she doesn't get told what her period is and then she just starts bleeding and it's like oh my god am i dying blah 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 and then she's in the locker room and this was like back in the day in the seven i think this was 70s when this book came out i'm not positive it might be early 80s but um <coughs> they had showers in the locker rooms which in my high school they did have showers but we didn't have to shower it wasn't forced um but anyway so she gets her period she starts bleeding in the shower and it's like bleeding all down her legs and all and these other girls notice and then they start chucking fucking pads and tampons at her and like screaming and heckling after her at her and like that scene like oh it sticks in my mind so much and it's just like brought this idea in my mind about like yeah the period and everything being like dirty and shameful and you know my mom is one of eight and when she first got her period she thought she was dying like she didn't know about her period and then like my aunt told her about it and she you know she found out what it was but it just was like that idea of a natural thing that our body does being so shameful and so disgusting and that we are inherently evil or disgusting just for being women or just for having periods um I don't know why I went on that rant but someone had to hear it <laughs> um, I don't know where that came from but I had to talk about it but that's the feeling that I feel like um she's all that you guys that movie fucked me up too like 
that anytime someone is giving me accolades or praise, whether that's like in a business sense, like we love you, we love your work, we want to invite you to do thing, or that's in a romantic sense, like I think you're cute, I have a fear that people pour pigs blood on me. And that's just a metaphor, like, but it's that I will be rose to this joy and like everyone loves you. And then when I just like and myself, everyone's like, actually JK, we hate you. <laughs> we make it hate you. And that's like a fear. A fear. Such a big fear. Um and so last year was really about breaking down that fear. And then this year I'm just hoping that I can move through that so that when I am invited to do things, I'm open to receive them. So like last month I was invited to do a sound bath for my friend's work Christmas event and um, she works at Kaiser. So it was really cool to do it for some like people who are in the, you know, nurses and things like that. Um, so more opportunities like that. Like I want more opportunities like that, but I don't want to be scared when they come my way. And I, in the past, like I've gotten some opportunities that I have failed. <laughs> like people ask me to do something and then I don't end up doing it or it, it ends up being late or like something like that. And I know part of that is just my ADHD and like learning how to cope with this kind of brain because you know, I was diagnosed last year. I went my whole life not knowing that I had this, even though it's very obvious. <laughs> it's extremely obvious. But, you know, I was diagnosed with all sorts of other stuff that wasn't accurate for me um, and was on medications and things that were not accurate or helpful for me. And it made me very sick. And that is kind of what led me further down some negative pathways. But it also showed me a lot about myself. And if I didn't have such, you know, obviously I'd rather just not have pain, but if I didn't have such chronic, horrible pain and health issues and mental health and wanting to die and all the fucked up shittery, then I wouldn't have pursued finding alternative ways of feeling okay. And that led me eventually to realizing I was a medium, which led me eventually to understanding so much more about myself. And, you know, I wouldn't take it back even though, why am I getting sad about this? I wouldn't take it back even though it was hard and really kind of fucked up. <laughs> but I'm here now and also, it allowed me to know what it feels like to have pain so severe um, and know what it feels like to feel like you want to die and you hate everything and nothing matters. Like, because that helps me empathize with people that I can help and show them that they're not alone and like to truly understand rather than it just being, oh, you'll be okay, honey. Like, I know you're going to be okay because I have been there. And not everyone will be okay. Not everyone's going to feel good when they wake up in the morning. That's just the reality. Some people are going to be in pain their whole life. And that's fucked. That sucks. Fucking dick. <laughs> 
really stinky, disgusting old dick. But for those people, I just pray and hope that they can find a way to cope. That isn't drugs. That isn't drinking. That isn't hurting themselves. So, yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> I don't know why we got so emotional. But it's really real for me. Like, I don't want people to feel the things that I felt. But I know that they do. I know that they do. I know that there's people who wake up every day wanting to die. And I just pray for a miracle for those people to find something that feels good to them. For me, it was Reiki that led me to mediumship and so many other things. For other people, maybe it's breathing. Maybe it's crocheting. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be anything that just makes you feel okay for just a moment. But I just really pray that it's not drugs or alcohol because it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable and it's not going to feel good forever. And it's going to cost you a lot. So... I know that not everyone can just change the way they feel in an instant. So it's not like you can just stop. But I'm just hoping people can find ways. Ways that they can see how more is possible. So. That's that. That's my intentions for the next year. Just be open to be invited to things. I want to do retreats eventually. Like I said, I want to do workshops. And um, speaking of workshops, I do have some upcoming workshops. So if you guys are not on my mailing list, get on it. Get on it. I'll put it in the show notes. But I do am doing a, um, another Akashic Records journey meditation class. This is going to be centered around past life healing um on the 26th i think so i'll put a link in the show notes but um lots of fun workshops for next year i'm also going to be taking on one-on-one -on -one coaching clients so i'm excited about that um the kashik records class i've been planning for years and years is actually going to happen in 2023 so i'm excited about that my Oracle deck is almost finished. So then we get to, to figure out the process of actually getting it created. Um, I have so many plans. And yeah, I'm also back to doing facials. I've been doing that for about a year again. So that's been just like super enjoyable for me. And uh, I'm just so interested in the body and reflexology and the lymph system. So we're going to be doing some skin and health focus episodes in 2023 so that's going to be really fun and very informative and i'm looking forward to that and then yeah we're going to be doing more meditations we're really going to be focusing on the youtube and the podcast so stay um subscribed give us a rating and a review honestly the reviews help so much and i know you guys are listening i see the motherfucking analytics so just take a second give us a review 
And um, and the little incentive, if you guys do send a review through iTunes or through Apple, I guess it's not iTunes anymore, through Apple or Spotify and send a screenshot and email it to me, I will send you a free meditation of your choice from my website. So just a little incentive. But yeah, that's kind of what's going on. We're going to talk a little bit about predictions for next year. So let's take a little break. I'm going to go on my walk in real life and drink my coffee and think and channel spirit and ask them about the predictions and then I'll be back. So you guys won't be going anywhere, but I will. So I'll see you in a second. All right, we're back from our nature walk. Um, let's talk 2023 predictions. So sorry, my squeaky, squeaky shoes. Um, okay. Let's get focused. So premonitions versus predictions. In my perspective, I think a premonition is kind of like a general message. Like you might receive it in a dream or in a download. And usually I feel like it kind of just comes unprovoked. Like it could happen for anyone they just might receive a premonition or a dream. Deja vu, I feel like, is like almost like a mini premonition. Like you're tapping into something and you know you've tapped into it before. Like you you felt it before it happened and now you're feeling it happening. I feel like, kind of. But I feel like a prediction is more like we're trying to tap in. Like... Let me look into the crystal ball of the future. Like, let me just predict things. And predictions are not 100% accurate. I think premonitions are usually accurate. Because it's like God's just telling you something, get ready. But you might not know what it means until it happens. And then you receive the deja vu kind of feeling. So I feel like a premonition might be like... Something for you specifically, or it could be a message for like your family, like the people you live with, like your town, like, you know, get ready because something's going to happen. Um, and then a prediction, like I said, is kind of like trying to tap into that information. And I feel like it can be accurate, like we can accurately predict things, but it's not 100% accurate. And... You don't have to be a psychic to predict things. Predictions are like based on like data almost. Like I see it happened this way 75,000 times before. So on the 76,000th time, it's probably going to happen like this. But there's a slight chance it might not. So it's kind of like there's data backing it up. And so for us as intuitives, if we're able to tap into the data without being given it, then maybe we can accurately predict things. So who is tap, how do we tap into that data? I don't know, all of us do it differently. That's why I always talk about the psychic senses and building all of those up because um, the way you receive a message is gonna be different than the way I receive a message. But yeah, that's just kind of my broad definition of premonition versus prediction. Just so as you go into predictions, that's what I mean by it. We're tapping into like the data, like 
I think it's going to happen like that. Versus premonition is like God, source, universe, your loved ones, your ancestors. Whoever's talking to you in the spirit world is like, hey, bitch, get your fucking shoes on because something's happening tomorrow. Something does happen tomorrow, but you might not know what it is yet. Okay? So that's kind of like how I would explain it. So, 2023 predictions. Let's get into it. So I just, th I thought this would just be kind of fun, you guys. This is just for fun. Okay? Just for fun. Let's have some fun. Okay? <laughs> because I feel like sometimes when we want, this is my issue with predictions slash future readings is sometimes when we look into the future we demand that it happens that way and then we to hop into maybe a different timeline than we were supposed to or we're just so focused on it has to happen this way that we're not open to receive other ways of it happening so I feel like it can be um a crutch or something like an or an obsession for certain individuals people can get really obsessed with needing to know everything that happens before it happens and even with all the psychic gifts in the world, if you were the most talented psychic, you're not going to know everything that happens before it happens. And I don't think that you should because I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> I don't think we need to know everything. That's the advanced spirituality pack. You don't need to know everything. But so I just want to kind of like the trigger warning, like tell you like, it's this is just for fun like let's have a laugh about it and not be um obsessed okay okay um okay so here's my predictions you guys i feel like there's going to be a social media shift and everyone can already see that that's happening with tiktok the last few years but i feel like it's going to be a new platform but i i do not think it's going to be be real i don't think it's going to be any of the other ones that we've like been kind of introduced to recently i feel like it's going to be a new thing and i feel like it's going to be slow to catch on is my feeling but young people are going to be on it like younger than me like i'm 32 like i'm talking about actual young people like 15 like high schoolers is my vibe and then I feel like it's gonna be something where I don't know how to explain this but I feel like it's gonna be almost like Facebook but better where people can post long form writing almost back to blogging kind of thing but in a different way where I see it's like Twitter expanded like people could post articles I know there's something called Substack which I kind of want to get on that where it's like people can post articles but it's not that's not what I'm feeling it's like a new thing where there's going to be able to be posts and videos live chat like all the things that we love about YouTube all the things that we love about these other platforms but there's a writing element to it and it's going to be almost like a serious element to it of news and this isn't much of a fucking prediction because we all can see what's happening with twitter and like the chaos of that and that was kind of our like news social media um even though there's like porn and like fucking weird 
crazy stuff on there too. Not that porn is weird, but you know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of stuff on there. It's not just news. Um, but this feels like it's going to be some kind of news media thing. And I feel like it's not going to be, it's not going to be Facebook. It's not going to be meta. It's not going to be any of those bitches. It's going to be something different. I'm feeling like a British, English, like somewhere from Europe. I'm not sure what country, maybe Spain. Um, where I feel like that is also maybe a little bit of the hesitancy where it's not located in the U.S. And that scares news people. But it feels, I don't know. It feels like almost like people can create their own little blog universes, but they're very much not in a, not, I don't know how to explain this, but not in a way that is like meta or like a internet universe kind of way, but in where people can host events and it's definitely coming off of the internet where I feel like it's going to be powerful like back in the day with MySpace like I in literally middle school like made a lot of friends in the real world because of that I feel like it's going to be that kind of thing where we're not only going to be making our internet friends where we can align with each other but it's going to allow for like almost like a meetup, like I'm on meetup and I'm big for meetup where we're able to organize these community groups like in local areas. That's what I feel like it's going to be in everything that we like about all the different platforms in one space. But it's not going to feel chaotic where like Instagram's trying to be everything kind of thing. And it feels fresh, but not not so goofy as TikTok. Like I love TikTok and we talked about that earlier in the, in this video. Like I love TikTok. But I think older people, older than me, like 50 something, they kind of view TikTok as bullshit. Like okay, what do remember? This is going to feel like there's going to be an NPR vibe to some of it where these people are going to be like, okay, like I'll get on there. But I feel like it's going to be an intergenerational thing. And I do think, again, like I don't think it's going to happen all in 2023, but I think young people are going to start getting on some kind of app and it's going to be different. And I don't know. There's just an element to writing news and like community events where I feel like it's going to be a really cool place to organize. Um, events so that's just that's my prediction I don't know anymore I don't know it's not a very crazy prediction because I'm sure there's always going to be something new but that's what I feel it's going to be like a a, a mishmash <laughs> is that even a word a mishmash a commotion of everything that we like about other things in a different format and it's going to be owned by someone outside of the U.S. not not in Asia, China, Japan, like how TikTok's Chinese and there's so many different Japanese companies, 
it's, it's like software wise but it's gonna be more europe is that what i'm feeling i don't know why but that's what i'm feeling that's my prediction so let's let's see what happens <laughs> so um yeah also along terms of like music i feel like there's gonna be A resurgence in the next maybe five years of some more like local music scenes and I know there's local music scenes in a lot of places but it's gonna be more I think there's gonna be more budget from record labels and stuff to put towards um concerts but not in the way that we're doing it now where the concerts are five thousand million dollars and it's like this crazy thing with techno pyrotechnics and stuff it's i feel like it's going to be going back to some what of a i don't know i'm feeling like a what is it called cbgb's kind of vibe like rock resurgence and I feel like we had kind of a little mini rock resurgence with like Greta Van Fleet music, kind of like Led Zeppelin y, like Grateful Dead y kind of vibes. This to me feels like it's going to be a baby punk kind of music revival, not in the way that we did before in the emo pop punk, but like Ramones, I don't know, New York vibe is what I'm feeling. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like someone in is going to die. Obviously, there's a lot of old people within that kind of scene. And a lot of those people are already dead. But I feel like there's going to be either they're going to die or there's going to be like some kind of documentary um, about like 80s, late 70s, early 80s. New York, it's probably gonna be like a Netflix or a Hulu vibe. And I feel like that's gonna give a big excitement to young people who haven't really like known about that kind of stuff other than like people who are kind of alternative already. Um, I feel like that's gonna be the the new trend for young people is like the, and then maybe this is already happening, but like a Joan Jett Ramones kind of vibe, but also with fashion. And I see that happening already with, like, mm, I guess, like, a resurgence of more, like, makeup looks. Like, bright colors. Uh, not bright colors. Like, silver and things like that. Um, and I do see, like, some fashion forecasting around, like, kind of, like, sci-fi looks. But to me, it feels like it's going to be more of a metal rock look. And I know that show Stranger Things, a lot of people were like obsessed with that Eddie Munson character who had like kind of the metal power vest. So I feel like young people are kind of into that metal look, but I feel like it's gonna be, I don't know, the look I'm getting is skinny boots. <laughs> this is just for fun, you guys. Skinny boots, um, thin heels, but like leather black, sparkly top, kind of like, nine late 70s 80s does 
earlier 70s nightlife. Like, um, Studio 54 meets Debbie Harry vibes is what I'm feeling. <laughs> and that's, that's the look that I'm feeling. Um, I do feel like there's going to be a lot of, like, sci-fi kind of stuff, um, in the media. I just saw Avatar, which came out. Doesn't feel it particularly sci-fi to me. It's more fantasy vibes, I would say, because, but there are aliens in it, but it doesn't feel quite alien. They feel like more interdimensional Earth beings to me, but that's just my vibe. <laughs> and by the way, I love that movie, you guys, and I cried hysterically. It was beautiful. So it was three hours long. So if you are able to do that, go see it. But otherwise, wait for the um, it to come out on video and you can watch it at home. But I loved it. I loved it. But I do feel like there's going to be a lot. Mm, I don't know, like sh TV shows and stuff. Alien, alien stuff. It's coming up and be and I feel like it's a preparation for all of us in our minds um so much has been happening with like UFO disclosure and stuff like that I personally have had endless UFO experiences um in the last two years throughout my life but specifically the last two years so I or three years now so I do feel like collectively like there's going to be an energy a lot around aliens interdimensional stuff so I do feel like that always reflects in the media um as f and when I be my media I mean like tv and movies like uh not like news <laughs> but I feel like it's gonna be I don't know alien sex vibes is what I'm getting like kind of like you know the show True Blood? Okay, love it. If you guys have never watched it, you should. I, I never watched it growing up, but I got really into it during the pandemic, like beginning of pandemic with my sibling and um, because they watched in college. I never watched it, but it's about vampires, but it's like very kind of sexy, cool, gay, like vampires. It's not only gay, but there is some gay stuff on there, Um, <laughs> but they like you know, there's like nightclubs and that's what I feel the vibe of, but aliens, like a true blood for aliens. That's like, there's gonna, I, that's what my prediction is. There's going to be a show sometime in the next couple of years. That's going to be kind of like that, like hot, sexy, hybrid aliens. Like there's going to be humans and aliens interacting kind of like in star Wars. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to whatever show that is. And then as far as like emotionally, like predictions, like for us all, I feel like we're all going through this collective like love expansion, like being able to feel love more and hold love more and not be scared to receive um, both love and like also tangible real things in our reality. I feel like collectively we've all been working on like letting go of some of our shadows and specifically stuff to do with like inner child up to I would say like 12 13 years old in the last few years and this has been happening for me but also so many of my clients and just like kind of tuning into what I see within you know uh, people I know and stuff but it's like seeing who you were understanding who you were but then 
also being open to change. I think before we were resistant and fearful of change. And now so much change has happened collectively that we're almost at this point of like, fuck it. Like, what else, what else could happen? And I feel like that in some people has created an almost a nihilism like feeling of nothing matters. <laughs> but for some of it, us, I feel like it's created the feeling of like, strap up, let's go. Like, who knows what's happening, but I'm in for the ride. It's the sensation, the feeling of like, um, if you've ever gone like white water rafting or something like that, like you have your vest on, you have everything ready to go, but you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what turn's going to take you what way. And that's kind of like the feeling, the emotions that I have for this year. But it feels like, fuck, yeah, like fun and not like scary. Like, I feel like we've been on this white water raft for a couple years now. And before it, we were like free floating into the foam and, and crashing into the rocks. And now it feels like we're just like, okay, let's see what happens next. And I do really feel like there's going to be, you know, more stuff with COVID, more stuff with that. Like, I don't think we're done. <laughs> it's not, you know, people are still getting sick. Be mindful, you guys. It's not over. It's not done. It never has been. Um, just because we talk, stop talking about it as much in the news doesn't mean that it's not something you should care about. Um, but also don't live in fear. That's kind of like the hard line to walk like being open and empathy empathetic and like caring about others but also not being so scared to leave your house like be mindful with everything not just not just the pandemic and being sick like we live in america fuck shittery happens at least I do. I know some of you guys don't. <laughs> Shout out to my international listeners. Um, but a whole lot of fuck shit happens every day. So yeah, be mindful of your surroundings. That's just something we have to do. Even if you live in the suburbs, even if you live in the middle of the woods, be mindful. Pay attention. Um, but yeah, you know, I think there's still going to be stuff going on in terms of that. So I think this year is a really amazing time to start really taking care of your physical body. That's a big intention for me. And last year, um, I worked really hard on movement. I was moving every day. I walked pretty much every single day, but literally 161 days in a row as of now. Um, and then I was doing my dance classes and all my other stuff. And then this next year for me personally is going to be really focused on food and my teeth and taking care of some of my other physical ailments, stuff that I got going on. Um, and, you know, it's not possible for everyone to eat 100% organic just with budget and stuff. So I know that. So just kind of doing research of what is more important. But if you have if if you have the possible funds, 
putting a little more extra money into what kind of food you're eating. I'm researching right now to get a CSA box. There's a couple ones in my area and that I think is going to make it more affordable for me, but also better quality local produce and things like that. Um, so that's something that I'm wanting to do. So I really think like taking time to think about what you're eating and not in a fearful way and not in a shameful way, like of like, uh, new year, new me, like, let's lose weight and be snatched and be skinny. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, nourishing your body with the nutrients that it needs. There's so many nutrients that our body needs to function. And that's something that I'm really focusing on for myself. Because I think it takes some of the overwhelm out of it to see, okay, I need this and this and this nutrient. So what foods have that? Okay, let me look at what kind of, what kind of meals can I make with that? And for me, you know, I've had a history of disordered eating and a history of slash current life of food intolerances and food allergies. And it makes it hard. It makes it really hard. And it's been a fucking journey and a half. Um, and I'm finally swinging back around to feeling ready to, to tackle that beast. Um, but the thing is, it's not a beast to tackle. Your body is a temple. Your body is the vehicle and the vessel that we have decided to have in this lifetime. So treating it with love and compassion just like you would treat someone else. And I've talked about this before. So some of you guys might have heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's really important. Like it's so easy, not for everyone, but for me and I know a lot of you bitches, it's so easy to someone comes over or you're dating someone or you're, you know, I live with my sibling, like they're having a hard day. Let me just make you something delicious real quick. I can make you some food. Like I'll do it for you if it's too hard for you to do for yourself. But when it's the hard, when it's for me, then I'm like, eh, that's fine. I don't want to do that. And I talk about this more um, in depth with Lauren on an upcoming episode you guys can hear with Lauren Unger. We talk about food and stuff like that and taking care of your body um, in that way and how it can be like beautiful and not um, feel like punishment. Um, so yeah, like learning to create a different relationship with your body and with food. And I feel like at least in America, so much of our food culture is linked to either wanting to be skinny and hot and also wanting to be wealthy and rich, aka not taking time to sit down and eat because I have to keep working at my lawyer job or centered around like how many things can I eat at once and how big can my burger be and obviously I love a big burger as if I don't really like burgers but I love a lot of foods <laughs> I love a lot of foods and there's a time and a place for everything but I feel like our culture in America is so like <laughs> like back and forth like imbalanced like all or nothing and I think for so many people it's so hard to stay in authentic authenticity or stay in balance when there's so many things telling you 
to be this or to be that instead of to be in between, which is the healthy place to be is sometimes I eat things that are nutrient dense and um, sometimes I eat something on the go and quick, but, but it's, you know, it's got to do the job. And sometimes I, sometimes I have a delicious cake with my friends for their birthday. Like, I just feel like this year is going to be really important for people to start thinking about these things if they haven't already. And, or if you've been the kind of person to think about these things your whole life like I don't know what to eat or I shouldn't eat that or there's so many calories like I saw the saddest fucking TikTok about this girl whose mom um had cancer and she lost a lot of weight um and then you know she had been trying to lose weight her whole life and when she got cancer and she lost weight she was like really happy even though she was sick because she finally was skinny and on her like fucking deathbed was like oh I can't have that because it's too many calories so it's kind of like you know I know some people this has been like a thought in their mind their whole life like what do I eat and what do I not eat and how do I take care of my body and what does my body need and what blah, 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 and it becomes obsessive so I think it's going to be an important time to reframe the way that you thought about your body and you thought about foods so I think something that could be interesting is to start thinking about it in a nutrient way thinking about your body as technology because it is and technology is not only computers and cell phones um it's way more than that but we are technology and our technology requires a lot of different things to run at its optimal function so i think learning to notice what nutrients that you need and start learning about what foods house those nutrients and then start learning about how you can create meals in your life that you eat <laughs> that have those nutrients in them so i think there's going to be a big big like push in the media to care about your body but at the same time, that's not the way I want us to think about it. I think it's going to, and I see this already with like the loss of the BBL era, like the Kardashians covered their BBLs and now everyone wants to be skinny again. Like, and I know there are a lot of the Ozempic stuff. I don't know if you guys have been hearing about this, but it's some drug that celebrities have been taking and they're losing a lot of weight with it. And we're back to that trim spa era of celebrity culture of how skinny can I be? Um, and this leaks down to young girls and boys too, and you know, everyone else in between, but especially girls and women. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be like my prediction that it's going to be all over. Like the skinny is going to be in again, but I think at the same time, there's like, there's going to be this resurgence of, and there already is a big kind of movement around dairy and raw dairy and all this stuff um 
but I think it's going to be in a way where it is spiritual and beautiful and not in a dichotomy way of you must be a vegan or you must be a carnival or or whatever it's like you're taking care of yourself in an individual way like Jill needs to be a carnival carnivore carnival carnivore because she needs this and this and this but I don't but I don't have any problem with her eating that way I feel like that's gonna be a big thing where people are finally going to start understanding how individual food, exercise, and health truly is. Because for so long within diet culture and like wellness culture, it's like you need this thing to do this for you. And then yeah, the wellness culture created the what supplement do you need right now? Right now it's algae and sea moss, but it's been turmeric and like it's all these things are great for us, but we create these trends around them where maybe Jill doesn't need fucking sea moss, but she needs her goddamn bone broth. And that was trendy a few years ago, so she's onto her sea moss now, but really she needs to keep doing the bone broth. It's individual. So I think we're finally going to start seeing how important that is. And I feel like there's going to be some kind of in the next five, ten years some kind of way f for doctors to start really understanding that and utilizing that in their practice. And I know some already do like functional medicine doctors and naturopaths and especially like more like Chinese medicine doctors and Ayurvedic doctors like they have been doing this for thousands of years and know how individual services are and how individual your clients are. But I feel like in, at least in Western stuff, like in America, I feel like we're going to begin to start utilizing that knowledge that everyone is individual within the model of the hospital kind of thing. And I don't know how that's going to happen because it's so much like you're sick with this, here's your pill for that, and like Maybe that helps one person, it doesn't the other. And that's what I was just saying for 10 minutes. Like, it's so individual. So I don't know how that will happen, but that's my prediction. That's my thought. That's my feeling that something is going to shift around healthcare and the way that we um, view things. But I also feel like they there's going to be something, some kind of backlash in terms of mental health care in America, and I already know that this is happening, so it's not much of a prediction around like the better help kind of thing. So if you guys have probably heard on a thousand million podcasts, an advertisement for better help, which is like um, therapy on the go kind of thing. So I know there's already some backlash against that. And I feel like there's going to be further kind of backlash against misdiagnosing people um and there's been a huge huge kind of like well, I mean at least on the internet a big movement of people realizing they have autism especially women in their late years and I've had this conversation with a lot of people I know recently like are we autistic <laughs> 
And so I know like there's a little bit of a trendiness to mental health of, oh, I'm starting to see a therapist and I'm starting to do that. And that's fucking great. I want that to keep going. But I feel like there's going to be some kind of shift or change within the way that we diagnose people in this country. And I I really hope that's true. Um, and I don't know how that's going to happen financially for that to be possible because for certain diagnoses, like I know the autism thing or by, um, what's it called borderline or certain other, like basically anything that is an anxiety, um, or just like general depression that you have to pay a lot to even just get tested to get diagnosed. So I don't know how that would like actually happen, but I feel like there's going to be some kind of shift, some kind of shift around the way that we give people a formal diagnosis. And I feel like some of this has to do with COVID stuff because that's more in the physical health type of thing, but I feel like there's going to be some kind of... I don't want to say lawsuit, but like compensation for people. There has to be some kind of compensation for people who are going to be permanently disabled from long COVID. Like, but I also feel like there's going to be some kind of healing, either technology or medication or something that's going to help people with those symptoms. But it's... I feel like there has to be, there is going to be something to do with, um, money so that people can function. So I don't know if that's going to be like an extension of the disability grants that we already give out in America. Um, and maybe there's already something going on with this and I'm just ignorant. So (laughs) if I am, it's not a prediction. It's just happened into something's already happening. <coughs> but yeah, those, excuse me. I was just coughing with an open mouth. We're real close, guys. Um, yeah, I just feel like it has to be some kind of compensation. That's the vibe I'm feeling. And then as far as, so we talked about emotions, we talked about physical stuff, we talked about some kind of just like fun fashion and media kind of predictions. So let's talk spiritual stuff. Let's talk some spiritual predictions. So I truly feel there's going to be a big shift within our consciousness and there already has been since the last, I don't know, 20 years, but even the last hundred years, but I feel like it's going to be, um, a little bit more tangible or maybe we're able to like see it and feel it. Um, I don't know how that's going to look yet, but I do feel like it's going to be something to do with the way that we perceive color. That's the message I get. The way that we perceive color and the way that we perceive light. Like we're going to see it differently or at least it's going to affect us differently. Maybe we won't actually see it with our eyes. But um, something to do with color and light. 
And I do really feel like in this lifetime, there's going to be more of a reveal. At least in my lifetime, I'm 32. So I'm expecting to be like 80 or 90 when I die. So somewhere around that range, I do really feel like there's going to be some more reveal with aliens, interdimensionals, like, I don't know if it's going to be like aliens show up on the White House lawn or anything, but I do feel like it's going to be a kind of a reveal to the public to understand, whether that's a reveal or discovery, but to understand that there, of course, we've already begun to understood this, that there is life on other planets and we're starting to discover different bacterias on Mars and other places, but, um, it's going to be more than that. <laughs> like some kind of past civilization. I think especially with climate change. Um, unfortunately, there's going to be more things revealed from underneath the ground. Just because of landslides and earthquakes and fires and floods and you know, all the, all the things that could happen in the future with the climate changing. Um, I do feel like maybe there'll be a reveal of like ancient skeletons or something that's going to help us understand that it's not just humanoid. Um, are we, what are, what are we called? Homo erectus? <laughs> I'm not a scientist, you guys. I'm a psychic. <laughs> Um, but there's going to be something, there's going to be something that's going to show us that it's not just us. And maybe that's going to be, I know we sent out like a radio signal in like the sixties or something. Someone correct me on this, but at some point in time, we sent out a radio signal. Maybe it was the nineties. Maybe it was, I don't know. But at some point in time, we, as in NASA, sent out a, um, radio signal and, so perhaps we're going to start receiving signals from somewhere. And I know we have. I know we have. And then there's going to be something to do with black holes. Um, I know we already have done a lot of research on that. And we're learning more things about that. And I know like CERN does some research about that. But there's going to be something to do with black holes. And um, I was having this... <laughs> like strong message about black holes the other day this is like was this yesterday or the day before I can't remember but I was on my walk and it was like basically the message was that black holes are kind of like god kind of like a black hole is nothing and everything and it can and we circle around the black hole and all the things but it's kind of like a god consciousness like a creator consciousness and I don't think there's one ultimate creator consciousness maybe there is like one daddy god and but like who created daddy god you know it gets hell of confusing to try to think about um but I feel like there's going to be some co uh discovery around our consciousness and the consciousness of the black hole and like how the black hole is almost creating brain waves i don't know how to explain it you guys but someone's gonna find out and then i'm gonna be like that's what i was talking about bitch um but yeah something to do with god and black holes so i'm excited for that unfortunately i do feel like there's gonna be some extinctions with some really important species in the next couple years 
And I do feel like that is going to be a good thing in the long run because I think it is going to put a huge wake-up call um, in the greater public for us to understand how much we really have to take action towards climate change and towards environmental changes. Um, and I do feel like other countries are going to be first in, to create some kind of water vehicles or some kind of elect superior electrical vehicles. I don't think electrical is going to be the way to go for like the future future. But I feel like some other country, maybe Australia is the vibe I'm getting, or New Zealand, somewhere around there, where they're going to create something that's going to catch on. And then big, but big daddy money is going to invest in it, like Bezos or someone, where they can still be greedy bitches, but we can start to move away from oil. And I don't think that's going to happen in 2023, but I think that's more of like a five to 10 15 year prediction but um that's just what I'm getting so I'm gonna go right now because my phone's about to die but I do want to do a little reading for us um so I'll come back you can stay here I'll be back in a second but I'm gonna come back I think I'm gonna um do the reading at my house because I feel like I want to do a card reading is the message I'm getting so those are our fun 2023 predictions. Some fun, not some not so fun. Um, but yeah, love you. I'll see you soon. Hi. Okay, it's me. So we just filmed a whole reading for everyone, but um, I can't access the video. I think it didn't work. So we're just going to end the podcast here um for this week and if i can access the video i'll upload it as a bonus episode and if i can't then we'll do a 2023 check-in reading um later this month and yeah i don't know what happened i'm kind of disappointed because there was some good stuff in there so i'm hoping i can find it and if you're hearing this um yeah i didn't find it <laughs> But anyway, love you guys. Thank you for listening and uh, sorry for the suspense. Thank you for listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour. To support the show, you can donate to us through the link in our show notes. Please give us a rating and a review, a little five-star magic on Apple and Spotify. This allows our voice to be shared to the greater public i love you guys so much i will see you next week follow us on instagram at angelface and dot grace see you next week <laughs>